Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that Jim and Steve Watch a Show are now on social media. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Jim and Steve Watch a Show. There, you can find out what TV show they will be watching next to enhance your listening experience. Also, feel free to give them suggestions for shows to watch or even a nerd challenge idea. Thanks for listening. This is a rather stimulating episode. Uh, <laughs> or, sh- or show, rather. I... <laughs> you have no words. <laughs> Jim and Steve watch a show. Jim and Steve watch a show you've never seen. Welcome everybody to Jim and Steve watch a show season two episode nine. And in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at Garth Marenghi's dark place. Um, as always, my name is Jim. And my name is Steve. And Steve, would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is all about? Yes, I would. So every week we go to the streaming services and we try to find a show that maybe you overlooked or skipped through for some reason. And we watch the first episode, review it, and try to decide if we would watch the entire season. And do we have a treat for you today? <laughs> because, again, <laughs> we're taking a look at Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. We'd like to start off with a little bit of background information about the show. So, Steve, what did you find out? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a British show uh, that lasted for one season. Each episode is 25 minutes long. There are six episodes total. It released on January 29th of 2004 and ran to March 4th of 2004. It's available on Amazon Prime at the, the time of this recording. And it stars Matthew Holness and a few other people. Uh, I want to say you you probably would recognize them uh, from other stuff, but you may not know who they are by name. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of um, uh, any British programming that you'll you'll probably recognize quite a few people here yep i I recognize some folks from like the it crowd and and stuff so right yeah um uh this should be interesting as summary challenge i believe i'm i'm first you are first and i was laughing thinking about that (laughs) uh all right well we like to try to summarize the first episode of the of the series in about a minute or less. And I'm going to do my best and probably make a lot of mistakes. So <laughs> <laughs> here we go. This show starts off with a narration from Garth Marenghi, who I think is, is a writer and he explains to the viewing audience that we're about to watch a TV show that I believe has either been banned or never aired. Uh, and then we watch, we start watching the show uh, it takes place in a hospital, I believe, called uh, Dark Place. I, I think that's right. Um, we get introduced to the staff there. Here's where it gets a little fuzzy. I believe that one or multiple of the doctors have opened uh, a gateway to hell in the dining room of the, the hospital. I think. <laughs> I think then they try to close the gate. There's some carnage. Um, they can't close the gate and now have to deal with evil presence in the hospital 
And also, I think one of the closing statements was the normal day-to-day of running the hospital is as well. <laughs> that was very good. Oh, that okay. was very, very good. Because <laughs> there, really, there, there are so many layers of this show. <laughs> so many. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'll try, but I don't know that I can add a whole lot to that. Uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a show within a show. You have Matthew Holness playing Garth Marenghi, who is a horror author, uh, sort of kind of like Stephen King, where he writes a whole bunch of books. Then he made a show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place about the books that he wrote. He also stars in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place as Dr. Rick Daglas. So he's playing Garth, who's playing Dr. Daglas. So Dark Place Hospital is where the show takes place. And as Jim had said, Dr. Douglas and another doctor, for whatever reason, decide to try to open a portal to hell in the cafeteria of the hospital. Things kind of go sideways. The other doctor either becomes possessed or something bad happens to him. And this episode centers around a new doctor showing up who is a female doctor. And at the same time she shows up, a lot of strange things happen that result in them trying to close the gate unsuccessfully and it sets up for the rest of the season. That's good. That's good. That's a lot there. And now I think we're going to spend the most of our time oh on points of interest. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. So let's go right into that. So points of interest and clarification, one might need to prepare themselves for watching this show. What what did you have? Well, <laughs> what we say here, I think, will decide for you whether or not you would like this show. Yeah, right. So Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a, it's a comedy that was intentionally made poorly. Yeah. So in the beginning of the show, he says that he had made it for British television. They were too scared to air it. So it only ever aired in Peru. That's right. Then years <laughs> later, so now you're in the 2000s, but this was allegedly filmed in the 80s. So all of the hairstyles, all of the clothing, a lot of the dialogue is 80s. Right. He said that they begged him for his show. He happened to be storing it in his basement, and he spent three hours editing it together. <laughs> That's very important because there are many in- inconsistencies in the show that are on purpose for our purposes, yeah. but you're not, but they play it straight. Like you're not supposed to know that it was done for comedy right. and it makes it fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess um, one would need to be kind of familiar with absurdist humor, right? It's it's campy in some places, right? Right. And, <laughs> and it does play on some well-worn horror tropes, or at least the, the driving plot line is. Um, so I guess that's what I had. You'd have to be, I guess, familiar with those kind of genres and okay with that kind of stuff to make it through this show. Well, and... and- What's funny is there are small plot lines that go nowhere. Yeah. Then there are like certain scenes where you can see like in one scene, he's holding a shovel. 
<laughs> and the very next that. scene, he's holding a coffee cup. Yeah, the editor's so weird. <laughs> and then, like, at the end of the episode, in one scene, this guy's shooting a gun. But in the next scene, he's standing beside the doctor, not holding anything. That's and true. so it's those kinds of inconsistencies that are hilarious to catch. Right. And, and as I had said, I watched this episode three times because there was so much to unpack for right. only being 25 minutes. I, I needed to see it a couple of times. I thought it was kind of funny was after I got done watching it, it'll show you the, you know, kind of bring you back to the menu and show you the plot summary of the episode. And I didn't realize that there was a psychic cat in the episode. And that's what oh. I said. In the, that's what it said in the description. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I saw the cat. I didn't realize it was psychic. <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> he only, the cat had one line yeah. the, the the female doctor walks in. She's like, Oh, a cat. He goes, go away. <laughs> and she goes, did that cat just tell me to go away? Yeah. That's right. I do remember that though. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that. It was psychic though. Um, yep. So yeah. And um, so I, I guess I, I don't know what else to say as far as what you would need to know and what you would need to be familiar with. I think you, you covered it well. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be intentionally bad, so bad. It's good. Kind of funny. Yeah, and right? they, they did a good job of selling. Yes. That this was the finished product and yeah. like they play it straight all the way through. And I try to think of other shows to compare it to, mm-hmm. uh, there was a show called dream core LLC that was on adult swim for a while. Oh, kind of like this yeah. but not not the same I, I really this is like a unique animal it is yeah uh the only thing i could compare it to would be like a movie that's so bad that but in this case they're make purposely making it bad, right right so it's, right. it's hard yeah it's, it's difficult to compare it to um to something else so on to positives and strengths of the show what did you what did you like about this? Well, one of the things that I enjoyed is you have Garth Marenghi playing himself as Dr. Daglas. Yeah. And he wrote his own character to be like the best doctor yeah. and like the most charming. And he also knows everything about, about the black arts for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And he's good with a gun and he's like like <laughs> it, it, it's just funny. Because you can, you can see that the character of Garth Marenghi is so full of himself, right? And he's putting all that into his character to make himself look good in Dark Place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's really inter- that character very entertaining. It's like um, it's almost like a ten year old wrote wrote this, right? Actually, <laughs> imagining themselves. Like in the role of a doctor. I mean, that's the right. sort of, of like depth we get in terms of <laughs> of story and like how the how like doctors are portrayed. It, it's just this very naive look at 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 that stuff. It's really fun. Yeah. And so much random stuff. Like there's one point where he goes, I need a shower. And then he's just walking through the hospital in a robe. And a robe. It's really <laughs> short. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, and then there are these weird asides. So some of the things that I, I found interesting about it were like the the hand shake at, mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning when the the new doctor comes comes right. in and meets the existing staff doctor and they shake their hand. I mean that must have went on for like, like a thirty second hand shake, yeah, thirty seconds a minute, and they're just yelling, right? Yeah. <laughs> just going, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, 
Oh, and, well, and then the, the director of the hospital. So I guess if you've ever seen like an inside the music, how they'll be showing things and then they'll cut to the members of the band outside of what they're showing to be like, well, what did you think about this? Yeah. They kind of do that here where they'll yeah. cut to the actors that are in it. Well, the director of the hospital says, well, I'm not an actor. And I told him that and he's like, I don't want you to act. I just want you to tell the truth. <laughs> and he's like intentionally the worst actor ever, yeah. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, that, that plays really well that, like you said, that whole kind of, I, I guess it is almost like a behind the scenes kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, I, and it's funny. I watched it. And I totally forgot about that part of it. You're right. There's so much stuff in 25 minutes that it's, it's hard for me to like even remember everything that yep that, that happened. Um, so I guess some positives I had, I love when people play, like you said, they play this stuff straight, even though it's everything around them is completely absurd. I, I love that. And that yeah. no one breaks character here <laughs> at all. Um, it's off the wall. There's some people here you're going to recognize from other BBC shows. I had no idea what to expect. And I, I love the absurdist humor. So there's yep. a lot of stuff that I in, enjoyed with, with this. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm just, it's just running through my head. Like there's just <laughs> so much in, but it was, I, I thought it was good. Like it, it, it was a very fast 25 minutes and they packed so much into it. Yeah. Um, so what didn't you like about it? Some weaknesses and drawbacks potentially of this show. Well, and I have to say this kind of globally because for me, this pushed every single one of my buttons for a good show. <laughs> so if you don't like this kind of humor, you will absolutely hate this show. Right. Like you will, you will think it's stupid and you'll hate it. Right. But the only other, I guess, downside is only six episodes. Yeah. Like I, I could watch this. If they made Elena's ghost out of this, 117 episodes I'm watching a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were so excited to, to talk about. This oh, one. I really like, was. I, like, and when I watched it, I'm like, oh yeah, Steve's going to be totally into this one. I, I, uh, I was, it. I was pumped up. I enjoyed it as well. I would say the only drawback would be, like you said, if you don't like, yeah, if you don't like this kind of humor, you're going to hate this. It's, it's very much like when we watched, uh, Kunk on Earth. If you don't like cringe humor, you're going to hate Kunk on Earth. If you right. don't like absurdist kind of, of like intentionally bad, uh, but uh, yeah, this is not not for you. And but I would think for even somebody who kind of likes this, there's a lot to take in because you had to watch it three times. I'm still not catching everything. I think I watched uh, through the episode, and there's a few moments where, like, if you're not in the right mood for this show, you're going to be like overstimulated. I mean, this, this is going to. Yep. It's going to be way too, you're going to have to be like in the right place for it, ready for it, like the genre in order to kind of enjoy probably only six, even get through the six episodes. This could be tough for some people. This could be like Elena's ghost for some people. Right. But, yeah, I, I, I think you could watch the first two minutes of this show. And I think, you know, immediately if you're going to like it or not. I agree. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that's a good and bad selling point is if you're right. on the fence and you just watch two minutes, if you don't like that, you're not going to like it. And the direct opposite of Vita De Carla, which is just a normal show where I think <laughs> yeah. most people oh, yeah. talk about a pendulum swing from <laughs> yeah, one week to the next. Oh my. Where most people could just kind of hang with that show. This one is going to be, you're either in or out after the first. Yeah, this is a shopping cart with no breaks or a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think I know your answer to the next question. I'll ask it anyway. Uh, would you watch the entire season of this? I would watch the entire <laughs> season, and I plan to. I was going to ask if you already watched the entire season. No, I ethics. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> spoil this. We do have strong ethics here. At That's right. Steve, watch the show. Um, for me, it is also a, a yes. I think a very easy watch at, at six episodes. I greatly enjoyed the 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 first one and the absurdity of it, and just I think back. I mean, just the oddity of the plot line alone. Like we're going to do this serial hospital drama, but mix it with horror. I mean, it's I mean, well, it's and it. Why would you ever try to open a gate to hell in the cafeteria? Like, like there's just so much. They just say it like it makes sense, but it doesn't make any sense. I know. Like, there's more suitable places in the hospital for a portal. Uh, to at hell. least the basement, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that would be the go-to. I mean, that's why the show is brilliant. Yeah. Right. Well, um, and the and all the props are crappy. Like, yeah. there's a, a scene in a graveyard, and all the tombstones are clearly made out of like styrofoam because they're blowing I in the wind, that. and yeah. which. I thought it might have been a nod to like Ed Wood or, or something. Cause this, you know, this is very much like an Ed Wood yep. movie. Uh, uh, pr- production. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Ed Wood wasn't trying to make comedy movies, but they're pretty funny. And this, I mean, this dovetails into that very nicely, except they're purposely trying to make that, it. That's a, a good parallel. That, that That's really good. Um, so, yes, we both watched the entire season. Now, how much? Do we like this compared to the other shows that we have watched thus uh, thus far this season? So, so far we've watched, this will be our ninth show. So where did you put this on your, your list? As soon as this episode ended, I immediately said this is my number one show. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. So right, right to the top. And I, I was curious what you would think, though, because I, I knew you would like it, but I wasn't sure if you would. Really like I really like this show. <laughs> I, I, so I liked excited. it. I liked it. Um I probably I placed it a little bit. I, I thought like like which one of these what I, I I was trying to think like which one would I watch kind of like over be be drawn to. But it's definitely I, I put it at three. So I have okay. the neighbor, Takeshi's Castle, and then Marengi's Dark Place. I liked it. Don't don't get me wrong. But I think for some of it, I'd have to like space it out. very much like a Takeshi's Castle. Like I probably couldn't watch two or three of those in a row. I probably have to space right. this one out a little bit as well. So I was just thinking like for pure bingeability, if that's a word, I still have neighbor at the at the, at the top. I and and I agree with that. Like the reason why I watch this show three times is again, you had to wrap your head around it. Yes. Yeah. And and after watching it the first time, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. So what? <laughs> yeah. And you had to go back. And so I think each episode could feel that way, which I like. Yes. But again, you have to kind of be in that mood and be ready for that. And I, I feel like um, that this would definitely be like one of those shows becomes your favorite show and you watch it, just have it on in the background. Sometimes you watch it over and over again, just put it on and you play those six episodes through to the point where you eventually get all the stuff, you yep. know, I, I think, I think, so this, too. I think that's this kind of, kind of show. I love shows like that. that that's fun. That's just kind of like a, a go-to. I'm going to throw this on and catch something, something new. Well, and I, I couldn't believe I'd never heard of this show before. Yeah. 
It seems like one that I would have picked up on over the last 20 years, but I'm so glad that I didn't just so we could discuss it and tell more people about it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, forgive me. What what year was this again? 2004. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this has Steve written. Yeah, I don't know how I could have possibly (laughs) missed this show. Yeah. Um, but you have been reunited. You're like united with it. it well, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I, I think, yeah, you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it, which is awesome. It's exactly why we do the, yeah, this is season. exactly what it's for. I mean, that's, that's two this, this season because hyperdrive was the exact same way. It's like, yes, here's a show hyperdrive about, you know, episodic space adventure. Gosh, how did I see this? Before? Right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we've discovered these this season. Yep. Um, all right. So on to the nerd challenge. Are you ready? I'm ready. This has several parts. Oh, oh okay. I'm ready. It's, it's complicated because what we watched was complicated. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> you work at a hospital and an evil portal opens. <laughs> <laughs> you need to survive for 24 hours. Uh, this is arbitrary. You just got to survive, right? Okay. You need to pick a celebrity sidekick to help fight evil with you. But... They have some kind of injury or else they wouldn't be in the hospital, right? Okay. Um, you can have a pet with one superpower. Okay. And you can pick a random weapon from the hospital. And you need to have a catchphrase once you defeat some kind of evil. Okay. <laughs> so the sidekick is easy. Okay. I would take Ash from the Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay. Because he's fighting these powers anyways. Yeah. He's in the hospital because he had to cut his own hand off to put the chainsaw on. Oh, very so good. I'm also getting him with a weapon. Yeah, that's good. That's double so, dipping, but it's good. So I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll cheat a little bit. <laughs> okay. Now, an animal friend. Yeah, animal companion. Only because there's a cat in the episode, so I figure. R- right. We got to have something in there. Oh, man. Doesn't, okay. It doesn't have to be a cat. It can be any, can, any pet. Uh, uh, for for some random reason, I think I want the mechanical owl from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> I mean, well, I can't think of what his name was though. Oh, crap! We we've had this discussion. Yeah, before. we had this exact <laughs> conversation, and I had to look it up. <laughs> we did, and now I'm drawing a blank again. Oh man, I think everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, but, so, I, I guess, I guess his power <laughs> is only I can understand him. <laughs> yeah. He's more for comic relief. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Al from. Clash of the Titans. We got Ash from Evil Dead. So I need a weapon. You, now you need a weapon and a catchphrase for yourself. Hmm. Okay. Now it has to be something that's at least somewhat thematic with the hospital. Yeah, I would. I, mean, I don't have to. We don't have to put a strict limit on it, but maybe something readily available in the hospital. Well, I mean, that hospital room in the show had a shovel. And it they did. all carried guns for some reason. It did. That's true. <laughs> so I won't the, go that far, though. You can bend the rules. <laughs> maybe maybe like a bone saw. Oh, that's good. They, they would have those in hospitals. Maybe go with oh, a bone yeah. saw. That's good. But now the catchphrase. And, and we struggle with this for our show, too. Yeah, we never like, For two seasons, we're like, what do you need a catchphrase? And here we are. I season, still have that on our, yeah. our, our to-do list on the bottom <laughs> of every outline. Season two, episode nine. No catchphrase. <laughs> Maybe like uh, I could pull a line from Hellraiser 2 okay. and be like diagnosis amputation. Oh, very good. Oh, okay. Look. So now you know I'm going to turn it around on uh, you. Have a little bit of time to think about this. I know. Well, 
Let's see. First, for a celebrity kind of sidekick to help fight evil. Um, I forget. And Tucker and Dale versus evil. Was it, was, was it Dale who was actually the one who was, was like the guy who found the college students. Do you remember that? I think so. I think so. So I'm gonna have to go with Dale from Tucker and Dale versus evil. I like that because I think he sort of happens into like, he kind of stumbles into, to, 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 to like offing. Well, I got the college students were evil, I guess. Well, he sort of stumbled into murder. And so I think in right. this particular context, he could be helpful. He would like, <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> throwing themselves into wood chippers. <laughs> right. So I think, <laughs> I think he's going to be my, my sidekick. Um, if I had to have a, a pet with superpowers, um, Hmm. Let's see. Well, probably a, a, a goat. I would, I would think. Nice. Um, and if it's got a superpower, maybe like laser vision or something like, you know, heat rays out of its eyes. That's pretty good. Maybe he found the suit from the neighbor. (laughs) Who knows? That's right. (laughs) It goes to whoever's standing there. Right. Have the superpowers (laughs) and the medallion of, Oh, I can't remember what his name now, but yes, absolutely. Um, all right. So I got Dale from Tucker and Dale versus evil. I got a goat with, um, laser eye, eye beams. Um, okay. my, my own personal weapon, man, I like the bone saw. So what am I going to get? Maybe I'll just go with like basic thing, like a mop, like okay. to- toxic Avenger kind of mop thing. Right? Nice. Yeah. Okay. And if my catchphrase, um, Hmm. <laughs> well, up and at them is already taken. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, since I can't come up with a pet catchphrase for the for the podcast, I don't know if we'll be able to have a catchphrase for, for this, but um geez. Um <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. I know I honestly don't don't know. Um catchphrases are tricky. Really are. I love yours. Yours is, yours is great. Well, I stole mine. Yeah, still good though. But the Cenobites don't care. Yeah, I guess it could just be something like <laughs> that'll learn you, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of fits with uh, Tucker. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very good. So, so that's my that's our our nerd nerd challenge, and I don't. And the think, owl, yeah. the owl was Bubo. Oh, thank you. Yes, excellent. Um, I don't know if we can ever we can never remember that. I know. Um, You'd think it'd be easy. Yeah. So, and I don't think anything we did in that nerd challenge is more absurd than what we saw in the episode at, at all. At like, all. <laughs> oh, crazy, just crazy. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our review of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Please join us next time when we pick another. Uh, show from the streaming universe to to review um my name is jim my name is steve thank you everybody jim and steve watch a show watch a show you've never seen